your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to the Saturday Manager podcast. My name is Nick Pitts from Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves in Division 3, west of the Kent County League. This podcast follows the ups and downs of grassroots football, including interviews with players and managers across the grassroots sector. Let's get to it. Episode number 51, welcome. We made it through the week, we're making it through the week. Hope you're all well, hope you got the result that you wanted last weekend. If not, you'll be looking to rectify that this coming weekend with uh, the wet weather on the way. Um, Great football weather. First of all, we'll start off, uh, what's in the news today? Peter Cech has been named in Chelsea's 25-man Premier League squad as an emergency as emergency goalkeeping cover, sorry. I'd have him over Kepa. I'd have him over Mendy as well. Uh, what's he, 30? 38 now? Um, Liverpool could create a sensational pairing between Virgil van Dijk and Kalidou Koulibaly. If they were to move for the Napoli start while a Dutchman is out injured. Gotta say, I haven't seen much of Koulibaly, but his his name is certainly uh hot off the press at the moment. I know Man City shown some interest as well. Mesut Ozil is set to leave Arsenal in January. A few MLS clubs keen to be interested. Get him off the wages. It hasn't been hasn't been any good for the last three years or so. Uh what else have we got? Real Madrid boss Zinedine Zidane has admitted Ezen Hazard injuries worse than first expected and he could be out for a further month. All he's done is gone there and put weight on, so he's obviously enjoying the um, the tapas and the, and the vino over there. So what a life that boy's leading. Right, anyway, back to grassroots Kent football. First of all, we will um, we'll discuss last weekend's games, four league games, four London Cup games. Uh, we'll hear from respective managers that could be bothered to send me in a, uh, a a report of their games. I do try and reach out to every team weekly to see if they'd like to send something in, win, lose or draw. Um, some people ignore me, um, some people don't want to and the rest of them do. So thank you for those people that do send some bits in to me and make my life a little bit easier. First game we've got on the list is... Uh, Bexley at home to South East. Uh, Bexley 1, South East United 2. Uh, goals from uh, Delapo Samo for Bexley, uh, notching his fourth for the season. Um, and Danny Cargbo and Sam Thomas for South East uh, getting on the score sheet. Sam Thomas notching his fourth um, and grabbing a 2 1 win for South East. Uh, let's quickly hear from. Uh, we're going to hear from Kieran Berry, who is the the son of manager Ray of, of Bexley Reserves. Bexley Reserves 1, South East Athletic Reserves 2. Um, just like last week, another great game of football. Put up a real, real fight. Uh, went 1-0 down, then we pulled it back to 1-1 in the second half, and then South East Athletic got a penalty, uh, made it 2-1. Just like the week prior, we had the same ref who disallowed a perfectly fine goal because of a flag-happy linesman. But it's what you get at this level. 
Um, but at the end of the day, it, it was a performance to be positive about. Um, this season was always about building for the future, and we're definitely, definitely building. You know, we're not getting blown out by teams. We're losing by the odd goal. Um, couple of missing pieces. We're positive we're going to find. Um, but last week and this week, we put in performances against two top sides that we can be proud of. And if we can do this going forward, we've got a tough, tough, tough game on Saturday. Um, so it's about going in with the right momentum, which I feel like we do. And who knows? Football's a crazy game. That game he's referring to is Housestead at home, which they're not going to win, may I just add. Um, Bexley, South East, two sides that I maybe looked to begin the season. I'm um, not really sure what they're going to do. Um, South East have definitely kicked on. Uh, and improved uh, what they're doing already from last season. Uh, and Bexley, unfortunately, um, not having the greatest of times at the minute, but uh, they are certainly um, putting the performances in against the size, as Kieran has just said. And they're not getting battered week in, week out. They are losing by the odd goal, maybe a decision not going their way. Um, so it will happen for them. It's just a case of being uh, patient by the looks of things. Uh, next game was a London Cup game between... Claremont Gorillas of the Wimbledon District League, I think it was, um, and AFC Lewisham. I did back AFC Lewisham. Uh, Claremont Gorillas ran out 2-1 winners. Um, Plarman Atanson, Atanason for Lewisham got sent off. Would like to know what for. And Jamie Richards bag in for Lewisham, his fourth goal of the season. So if Lewisham are going to do anything this year, which I don't think they will, um, that is by the looks of it where the goals are going to come from. Let's get a quick snip um, from the AFC Lewisham side. Uh, Eddie Asika not available um, this week. However, he did get one of his players to send in a quick uh, note. Claremont, Gorillas SC 17-2, SC Lewisham 1. was London FA County Cup. Game started quite slow uh, with us. Our passing patterns were very, very um, there wasn't really much confidence at the start and that gave uh, Claremont a lot of momentum as they created a host of chances uh, they scored their first goal uh, with poor marking from a throw on uh, down the left hand side ball put in and then tap in uh, I think from the first goal that sort of worked us up and we created a couple of chances immediately after and then the first half ended up being an end-to-end sort of game who could then take their chances, which albeit both teams didn't take and it finished 1-0 going into the half-time break. We came out all fires blazing, uh, got um, a lot of chances, a lot of chances uh, we should have, that we should have scored, squandered them. And directly from open play, they created a chance from a counter-attack corner kick as the keeper saved it Paul Park marking again inside the box and they scored from the resulting corner to make it 2-0 and then as I said uh, at the start of the break all, all guns blazing responded again to the second goal and scored straight after after maybe a minute or two and then again end to end battle uh, we sort of Gave them the victory with um, a poor decision by one of our players as he got sent off. Um, and then they just kept the ball and controlled the rest of the last couple of minutes. 
it seems to just be the story of Lewisham to be honest it seems like they, they sort of get themselves in positions where they're they're in games, but then they switch off. As he, as the guy just said, I don't didn't get his name. Um, but it just seems that they're not doing what they need to do in the final third to secure points and or secure cup victories or whatever. Um, so well done to Claremont Gorillas, and they march on into the next round. Uh, another cup game was Exeter Old Boys four Danson reserves nil. I back Danson. I don't know why. Um, again, another team from the the uh, Wimbledon District League. Uh, Exeter won it, uh, running out four goals to nil. Farnborough OBG reserves five, Bromleyans reserves one. Um, we'll come on to it in detail, but goals from Charlie Pitt, Toby Palmer, Dylan Bowen, and two debut goals for new signing Chris McGinty, um, a highly rated uh, player who's played scaffold football, um, and we're really happy to have him. Uh, Broms. A goal coming from Liam Groves from a corner, but like I said, we'll go into that uh, very shortly after we've been through uh, the rest of these games. Uh, next game was a back to the league, Greenways three, Long Lane reserves two. Um, I have to admit, I'm again they're they're surprising me week in week out, Greenways. I don't mean to, I don't mean to tarnish them with a certain brush. Um, <clears throat> however. When you look at the teams they've been playing, um, you would have certainly expected to to be on the losing side um, of one of those games. And fair and fair play to them, they've dug in, they've played the game that um, they wanted to play, uh, and they managed to get the the three two win. And they and they've uh, they've done really well so far. So fair play to them. Um, the goals coming from uh, Rashid Brahma or Brahmia, whatever you say it. Uh, first goal of the season for Toby Boyd and fifth goal of the season for Elijah Eastwood. Goals from Long Lane uh, come from John Chorley, uh, his fall for the season, and George Chappenden, which I believe is maybe like a joint manager or something like that, uh, and grabbing his first goal of the season. So let's hear from, um, let's hear from my friend Josh from Greenways. Says he's part of the management team, but he's definitely the assistant manager. Hello, joint manager Josh here from Greenway Aces. Reviewing the game against Long Lane Reserves, it was a fantastic game. Really could have gone either way. It was, it was the semi-final that was was meant to be last season. It was an unbelievable game from two teams. We went three 0 up in the first half, and it looked like a game we could kill. Sorry, two 0 Maybe we thought, okay, we've we've doing really well but next goal wins mentality is what we need to take hold of now um, really good goals so under 18's defender Rashid scored from an assist from George Kingdon it was a fantastic ball in you know he's got in his locker <laughs> really good goal and defensively long lane were they were struggling in the first half we were, we were just moving a little bit too much for them we, we were really high intensity and we were really on everything um, second goal, Elijah was slipped through. Really nice little finish. He was knocking on the door all game, so he deserved his goal. And yeah, first half was all good. They made a few little chances as well. Keeper had to pull off a few saves. Um, defensively, in the second half, we just we stopped. We had to make a few changes. Injuries started to happen, like little nickels, cramps. And Long Lane found themselves being unbelievable force clawing two goals back um, fairly 
yeah. We gave him a pen and yeah. Our third goal was scored and that was kind of that was a confidence booster. But really it was a game that we made really hard for ourselves, but long laying credit with credit due, they're a team that's that's going to be up there at the end of the season. They they played fantastic football. My God, what a boring voice. And I'll tell you what, they won 3-2 and the enthusiasm. <sighs> anyway. Um, London Cup. Sellers United beating <laughs> Bryden Ropes by three goals to, to nil. Sellers, um, another team, I think, from the Wimbledon division. Um, I'm, I am shocked by this result, if I'm honest. Uh, I I expected Bryden to to bash him up 5-0 and that's what I predicted and I'm really really shocked Um, and this is Josh's analogy uh, Josh from Bryden Ropes of the game Football shit and that's it and that that is all he had to say Um, he then later calmed down and, and he sent me this Cup game um, this weekend just gone, uh, London Junior Cup against uh, Selhurst United. Um, I should have known probably how the day was going to go um, when, uh, with an already injury hit squad, uh, my starting left back um, so far this season tears his meniscus in the warm up. Um, so it didn't start the day right. Um, resulting to having to name myself on the bench, which is never a good sign hey. um, for for Bryden, not for the opposition team. They probably would have been loving it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, a very bad performance. Um, first half, we had a lot of possession, um, playing some decent football in between the boxes, but where it counts, we just weren't dangerous at all. Um, a few players playing with knocks and you could tell that they were playing within themselves. Um, a few new players coming in, obviously, to to, to feel where, where we're carrying a lot of injuries at the moment. Um, and it just wasn't clicking um, on the pitch. We went 1-0 down at half-time. Um, second half, tried to switch things about. Um, but the same mistakes kept happening. And, and then we got a little bit desperate towards the end, trying to find... Um, trying to find goals, but ended up running out um, 3-0 losers in the game. Um, all credit to Selhurst, played really well, uh, deserved their win. And uh, we need to get fit, uh, get healthy um, and back back in the league the next next three weeks. So hopefully we can get pick up um, a bit of form. Get fit and get healthy. Oh dear, what have you been doing to your boys down there, Josh? Feeding them doner kebabs every fucking Friday night before they go out on a game on a Saturday. Oh dear. Again, very surprised by that result. I, w- I will be honest. Um, he's going to be fuming. So they, um, maybe it's time for him to concentrate on the league. I can't help but feel like a lot of people um, blew smoke up Bryden's arse. <sighs> Don't know, because they beat Housted and everybody went, oh, fuck me, they beat Housted. 22 game, unbeaten run taken. Um, I don't know. But now it's kind of showing that maybe they don't have the depth in numbers because the results... And again, this is not me being detrimental. This is me factually looking at the statistics of their games and and things like that. So maybe they're finding that they don't have the depth. Um, last game of the weekend saw Wellington Reserves host Housted United. Uh, Housted running out 5-2 clear winners. Um, 
Marcus Eki, sorry if I've said that wrong, Marcus Eki um, bagging two, um, taking his season tally up to seven. Um, Ashley Mullins bagging his first goal of the season. Uh, Junior Gayabi, or Gabby Gayabi, coming off the bench um, to, to score. And Matt Folonzo, Folonzo, I think that's right, Folonzo, uh, scoring as well for Housed. Uh, Aaron Reber um, and Jean Luc Daly coming off the bench to score his goal for Welling. So let's get a, a quick um, insight from um, the Housed United point of view. Let's hear from Scott Mullins. Hello, this is Scott, manager of Alsted United. Uh, just a quick report on our game on uh, Saturday. Had a uh, tough game against uh, Welling Town, where I feel a lot of teams will get beat there without a shadow of a doubt with the uh, with the pitch, which is a difficult pitch if you don't play week in week out uh, on an artificial pitch. But listen, I mean, we, you know, we went we went one 0 down to a cracking free kick from them. Uh, then we scored two goals within two minutes of each other, uh, just before half time to go 2-1 up. Took control of the second half, played some very decent football, come away 5-2 winners. Uh, but I was impressed with Wellington. Uh, and if you catch Wellington on their day and they've got the players they need to play, they're, they're a good team. So they will they will certainly upset people. But from our point of view, three points in the bag and we move on to next week. Cheers. How's it going 1-0 down? That's... Surprising to me, but um, managing to get the two goals before half time, which is a great time to score a goal in any game because it changes the dynamics of your team talk, whether you're winning or whether you're on the losing side. So, um, well done to House here to picking up the points there. Uh, right, yes, just just very briefly, um, our game. Uh, so we hosted Broms um, at home, and the pitch held up quite nicely. Um, the the scene was set, uh, and um, we. In in terms of in terms of footballing ability, um, the both sides were were um, were going for it. Both sides were really sort of in the game from the off. Um, I would probably say they started the better of the two teams. Um, they were getting the ball down, ball down well, playing in between the lines. Um, there were certain opportunities where they found they they weren't getting through, so they started to play the long ball football. But then they reverted back to uh, reverted back to the normal. Uh, just trying to trying to break down the lines, trying to get in between us. Um, we had a couple of new um, players play for us Saturday. Uh, the debut of Dean Martin in goal, debut of Jack Cogley in centre mid, and debut of Chris McGinty, um, who was on the bench for the game. Um, could have gone one nil down early. Well, say so could have the ball um, a deep free kick uh, for Broms. Um, Played over towards, uh, so from the right hand side, played over towards the left back post. Uh, keepers come out to, to to grab it, but sort of parried it behind for a corner. Uh, a Broms player has reacted quicker than one of our defenders, kept it in, um, looped it back in, and um, defender headed home for a goal. Uh, we're all sort of saying, "Our oh, ball's gone out, ball's gone out." I mean, I, I was I wasn't close enough to see it. Um, all I did was turn around to my linesman and say, "Put your fucking flag up," as you would do. Referee uh, went over, spoke to a linesman, and told me it had gone out. But the referee told me that he saw it anyway, so um, that could have been one nil. And then, literally within about five minutes later, Dean played a long ball out to the right hand side. Toby um, beat two players, cut in on his left, and and hit the ball straight down to his bottom right, and we were one nil up. But we were we were pressing and we were pushing for for that goal. And I I, I can't say that it was unfair that we went one nil up. 
um, because if, if their goal stood, it would have been one and we would have deserved it either way. So it was one of them really um, that saw saw us get what, what we deserved and, and saw us um, take the opportunity uh, when it came to us. Five minutes later, um, Charlie picked the ball up. Charlie Pitt picked the ball up, centre mid, played a looping uh, through ball over the over the defender. Keeper come rushing out. I've lobbed the keeper um, only for the flag happy linesman um, to get his own back. So maybe getting his own back, like I said, for that first goal uh, because every time we were running through, the guy was just putting his flag up every single time. And I said to the boys, I said, look, you're quicker than their back line. Just give yourself a yard or two. And make it obvious to the referee, even if you have to stand next to the player, but run from inside him just so the referee can see and make his own call. And we started to do that. And we had a couple more opportunities. Um, we had a, a, a Gary Beckett from the right hand side cutting with his left foot. Uh, good save from the goalkeeper, big lad he was. A um, couple of opportunities from corners. We had a, a header from Kevlot as well. So we, we could have been in front at half time. Um, the only other highlight really was. Uh, Dylan played the ball into left back, a bit of a hospital ball, as we've 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 already told him. Uh, and Gary Beckett went in, he says half heartedly uh, to this tackle, um, foot over the ball. Didn't really think nothing of it, um, and he he played on. Um, and then we'll, we'll we'll come into that a bit later on. Uh, so half time come in, and I said, look, boys, they are going to be the happier. Uh, of the two teams with that half because of the amount of chances that we had um, I didn't even talk about their goal sorry I'm getting so carried away their goal came from a corner sort of bounced around in the area a little bit and it managed to find the height again centre back Liam Groves I think it was off the top of my head I've already, already given his name um, yeah Liam Groves and it just headed it headed it kind of straight at the keeper but just sort of above him and Dean couldn't get a strong enough arm on it to push it over the bar, managed to push it up inside the net. But um, probably what they deserve, to be honest, uh, they were playing a good football and they were pressing as much as we were at times. Um, but a lot of the time they were getting to the final third and not really creating anything. So maybe in terms of of the possession, they deserved it. Come into half time, and like I said to the boys, they would have been far the happier of the two with that uh, performance. Um, but we just we knew that we knew the job that we had to do, so we made a change. We put um, Chris McGinty out on the left, uh, and as soon as he come on, it, you can see the guy's a player, uh, and he started pulling the strings from from left midfield, uh, playing nice one twos, playing in behind, and and with sort of ten minutes played, uh, Chris laid the ball into to Mike Cole in midfield, um, who saw the run of Dylan Bowen. Uh, who played in between the lines, in between the right-back and the centre-back. Dylan dropped the shoulder, very FIFA finesse, R1 circle finish into the bottom left-hand corner. And that kind of gave us a bit of a a, re- a relief because we were pressing and we were we were doing everything right. We just couldn't score at the time. And that came. I think that came at a really good time. So it was good for, um, good for Dylan to get his first goal on his return to the club um, and a great move capped off by a great finish. Third goal came about ten minutes later. Um, the Broms defenders, uh, Broms defenders, tried to clear their lines. Um, Pat Harvey managing to get the block just on the halfway line, and the ball then running through uh, to a very alert Chris McGinty to chase down a goalkeeper and just slide it to the goalkeeper's left and get his first goal for us. Um, a really, really good finish. Really composed head. 
um, and just showing signs of, of what a player he is. And uh, and he got his second uh, about another 10 minutes later from the left-hand side um, with a cheeky nutmeg on a goalkeeper, uh, which took us 4-1 up. And the fifth goal came from Charlie Pitt, um, getting on the score sheet again, third goal of the season, I believe. Um, Brom was trying to play out from the back. Charlie intercepts him with a high press from number 10 uh, and going around the goalkeeper and putting it in the bottom left-hand corner. Um, the difference between us and them is that they gave up in the last 20 minutes and we kept going. It could have been more. Finished 5-1. Very happy with with um, with how the boys played. Very, very happy. And um, a real um, good way of bouncing back. Probably the best team to play or one of the best teams to play barring the obvious, Danson, Lewisham, maybe Bexley. Um, I'm surprised... Broms are where they are. They're second from bottom because they have got the the ingredients of a good side there. Um, I know they're struggling for a manager. I think one of the twins has taken over down there um, after all the stuff with Kevin Bevis, uh, which is which nobody likes to hear. Obviously, if you don't know, have a look into the story. I'm sure you'll find it on Twitter somewhere. Uh, so I think they need a bit of leadership. I think they're lacking a bit of leadership on and off the pitch, uh, but that will come and. Um, I wish Broms the best for the rest of the season until we uh, we go down to their place at Old Scrubs Farm. That brings to a close the first half. Um, we'll be back in the second half for the predictions for the coming weekend of the 24th of October. What miserable day. Well, it is today. Um, Welcome back to the second half. Uh, we will just run through the predictions for this coming weekend, so this shouldn't take too long. Thank you once again for everyone taking the time to listen. Um, I know that my opinions are my opinions and I, I piss people off very regularly, but again, it's still part of football, it's part of grassroots football, everyone's got their opinions. And um, please, I uh, this is an open forum. If you've got something to say, please come on. Contact the Farnborough Twitter page. Send me a message. I'm inviting you to come on and have your say. So um, I welcome any team from any division in the Kent League. So if, if you if you have something to say, if you have a discussion or a talking point, please contact me and we'll get you on in the coming weeks. Right, we have one, two, three, four, five, six games, two cup games, four league games. Um, no game for Farnborough this weekend. We have a break. Um, we've played seven this, uh, this season so far and there are a couple of teams in and around us that have only played five or six, so we will see a couple of teams play catch up this coming weekend. Uh, right, first game is an AFA Challenge Cup game between Bromley Res- uh, Bromleyans Reserve, sorry, and Blackheath Wanderers Youth FC. Um, Blackheath Wanderers Youth FC are they are from the Amateur Football Combination League Intermediate South. They are currently eighth in their division of a ten-team league. Uh, Michael Ogolo. <clears throat> is their top goal scorer with four in four. They have played three, won one and lost two. So, don't know anything about this intermediate south division. Um, I don't know. I don't know the standard. I don't know the standard of the teams. Judging by statistically of both teams, um, look pretty average, um, averagely matched. I'm going to go for a Broms win, though, by two goals to one. And I'm going to back Broms to to progress into the next round of of the Cup. 
Uh, AFC Oldsmiths v Metro Gas uh, Reserves. This was supposed to be played last week. Not sure why. Um, not sure why it wasn't played. I think there was a mix-up with the fixtures potentially. So this is a fixture that should have gone ahead last weekend, um, but will be going ahead this weekend. Uh, Old Smiths, another amateur division, um, doing fa- fairly averagely mid-table. Metro Gas, same sort of, um, same sort of position in our division, I, I suppose. Um, but we're going to go for the Metro Gas win by three goals to one. Um, and that is also a cup game. What cup? Uh, that is the uh, that that's the uh, that's the London Cup. So again, one that should have been sort of played with all the other ones uh, last weekend. Not sure why it wasn't again. Um, so that will be going ahead this weekend. AFC Lewisham at home to Brighton Ropes. Um, in my brain, I, I want to say Brighton. Obviously, I think it will be Brighton. I don't think it'll be easy. Uh, however, can Lewisham upset the apple cart? Probably not. Bryden need to win. Bryden have to win. I think they will win. I'm going to go two goals to one. I'll go two on Bryden. I reckon Lewisham will take the lead and Bryden will, will, will snap back with two quick goals. They need to find their depth now. I've said this for three weeks now. Uh, they need to find their depth. Um, maybe give some of the younger lads a go. He knows what he's doing down there, um, but he needs to find that uh, and kick off into the league. I'd like to play Bryden now. I would like to take advantage of their mishaps. House Sid United at home to Bexley Reserves. I don't think Bexley will be able to cope with with the way House Sid play. They're quick. They're strong. Uh, they're fast. They play quick football. Uh, I don't think, if I'm honest, I don't think Bexley are gonna are gonna know what's hit them, especially on that pitch down at Halstead. Uh I'm gonna go for a, f- I'm gonna go for four, no, yeah, four nil, four nil to Halstead. Um I'd like to think it would. Well, I don't want to say I'd like to think it would be more. Um, in, in my brain, I'm thinking it could be more. Um, Halstead only getting, you know, Halstead conceded two against Welling, but. Obviously, getting five. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Bexley will do enough to to worry the the goal area of Housted. Uh, I really. I think Housted could get more, but I, I want to try and be respectful, um, and I'm going to stick with the four goals to nil. This one for me is the game of the week. Southeast at home to Long Lane. Two teams that play at the same home ground. Um, I'm going to back Southeast. I'm going to back Southeast by two goals to one. Um, I think Long Lane, and it proved last week against Greenways, will start slow. Um, I know they like to work their way back into games like they did against us when teams tire. Uh, so if Southeast can start strong and finish strong and, and have it play you know, through the lines, be disciplined. Uh, I, I think they could hold out and um, and get the win um, and really boost themselves and give themselves a, a good chance of finishing in a good position this year. Um, so South East 2, Long Lane 1. Last game is Wellin v Greenways. Um, a game last year that I would have said um, probably a bit of a shit show. Um, but now this year, both teams... Greenways, yeah, Greenways obviously doing better of the two, maybe um, overachieving. Um, Welling have 
got better over the last couple of weeks, scoring some goals against the top sides, getting the wins against them, the middle and lesser sides. So they're there and thereabouts. Um, that's Liam from Greenways just saying, we have not overachieved. You have. Um, I'm going to go with a... I'm going to go with a Desmond. I've always got to try and fit a Desmond in somewhere. Um, 2-2. A Desmond. Right, just to finish this off, we'll just uh, round up the table. So first down to 12th. Housted, Greenways, South East Athletic Reserves, Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves, Bryden Ropes Reserves, Long Lane Reserves, Wellingtown Reserves, Metro Gas Reserves, Bexley Reserves, AFC Lewisham, Bromley's Reserves and Danson Sports Reserves. Um, so that rounds us up. Thank you for listening. Um, please remember to follow the guidelines, hands, face, space and all that shit. Uh, I know it's frustrating. Um, I know we're not allowed to do the things that we want to do and continue living a normal life. Um, but I'd like to think the government have got Christmas in mind. So let's protect everyone. Let's do what we need to do and let's get back to seeing our families and our loved ones at Christmas. Have a lovely weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. Ta-da for now. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.